Well, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and seated with me here live in the studio, that is my classroom, but it looks more like a studio now because we have this great little soundproof thing that's, uh, <laughs> that's here that we're trying out for the first time, is Josh Calhoun. Josh, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. You were, uh, you were on, we were talking about worship. Yeah, the like last a year ago, I yeah. think. And yeah. so now you've uh, you've released an album. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's a great album. So I want to tell everyone about it. So uh, let's talk about you a little bit in okay. general and tell us because you're you were with um, Citizen Citizen Way. Yes. And I keep wanting to say Citizens United. That's a Supreme <laughs> Court case. I'm a nerd, <laughs> and that's what I go to um, every time in class. My kids yeah. uh, her, <laughs> have to correct me. Yeah, Citizen Way, and. Uh, you know, I like to tell the story about you, but you, you've done chapel here yeah. where I teach at Rock County. And the first time you came, I told some kids, yeah, uh, Josh Calhoun is coming to chapel. And they were all excited. And I have to say, I'd never heard of you at that point. Yeah. But uh, I, I quickly found out I was the only one who had never <laughs> heard of you and not familiar with your music at all. And so I felt like an idiot. But, you know, um, <laughs> so now I've gotten to know you a little bit. Yeah. So you, you, you have a, a, a quite extensive... Uh, history of music. So just tell us yeah. a little bit about how you got started um, and kind of lead this up to to what you're doing now. Yeah, um, man, as far back as I can remember, I've been involved in music. It's uh, My mom is a very, um, just very good piano player. Mm. She's a concert piano player and has done it professionally since before I was born. Yeah. Um, and my dad is a pastor. And when you combine the two of those, that meant I was on stage almost every mm. weekend yeah. from a little kid. Um, to just having a microphone in front of me or singing with our children's choir to when I was in eighth grade I picked up the drums and mm. I started to learn how to play those and we brought those into our church back in 1999-2000 yeah. back before it was actually socially acceptable for drums right. to be that was, that's church. a whole worship war the worship yeah. wars and then um, from there I just played in bands playing covering our favorite songs um, and I, I grew up in the faith. I grew up in the church, and so yeah. Christian bands were my favorite thing to right. listen to. And same with my brother, and he was, at the same time I was learning drums, he was learning guitar. Hmm. And then when I went away to college, um, we were talking on the phone one night. He was up in Chicago, I was down in southern Illinois, and I was playing with a great band, and they were, uh, they actually went on to do really well. I had a couple hmm. hits in the top 40 pop radio, like, but they weren't um, they weren't faith-based, yeah. um, which is okay. They were doing a great thing, but I just, it wasn't my thing. I was, yeah. I felt like I was missing out on a great opportunity mm. and Ben and I were just talking about that and he said, well, why don't we start something? So I transferred schools, left that band, transferred schools and started from the ground up with my brother back in 2004, starting a band back then called The Least of These. Okay. And then in 2012, we changed our band name to Citizen Way, um, to avoid some confusion with some missionary organizations. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that so, makes sense. Um, but then from there, we toured really extensively from 2011 and 12. We toured so extensively on um, to uh, the point of after my wife and I had our first daughter back in 2014, traveling wasn't as fun anymore. Yeah. Because I had a little one at home yeah. that I really missed being a part of. Mm. And um, you could read about it a little more on my website, uh, but it, it, I just kind of described why I left the band, why I made the yeah. choice, that it wasn't because I was tired of anything, it was right. because I missed my daughter. Yeah. And I missed a lot of the first, I missed first words, first steps, all yeah. those things that you understand as a parent. And 
So before, well, technically, I don't understand because that's right. You uh, have adopted. Yeah, I, I adopted my kids, but that's I, right. But although, no, I got to see first steps. Yes, I get to see first steps. Oh, so. that's cool, and it's priceless to yeah. be a part of those opportunities in the face of your kid when they're making that mm. jump. Um, so our second was about to be born in 2016, September 2016, and the April before that, I was really starting to feel a pull um, in a couple of ways. One with Penny coming, our second, and two with um, my brother was moving down to Nashville, and the other guys were planning on moving down to Nashville, so Kai and I were like, okay, well, maybe next step is moving to Nashville. We looked at houses, we looked at property, and every time, the Lord just kept whispering to both my wife and I, and she has a spiritual gift of discernment, so Mm -hmm. whenever she says yes or no, I trust it, Um, and neither of us were... We're feeling like we need we should move. We were both mm-hmm. hearing the call. Nope, nope, nope. Um, and so I realized, okay, I'm supposed to stay in Wisconsin. Then what? And that's when I started realizing, oh, I think this is my exit. Yeah. Um, and it was it was hard. It was I didn't want to leave because I love I love music. I've been doing right. it since I can remember, and doing it for a full time job and traveling yeah. and playing and performing. I mean, that's most people's dream come true, right there. It was. I mean, since I. Since I was 12, I was like, I want to be in a rock band. I want to tour in a van, in a bus, in a car. I don't care. I want to be out there touring. And the best of both worlds, like my brother and I got to decide to do in 2004 was not only did I get to share music, but I got to share the gospel. So, but I made that choice in 2016, stepped away from the road and welcomed our little daughter Penny into the Mm. world that September. And, um... At that same time, I took a job at Central Christian Church in Beloit, yeah. Wisconsin as a youth pastor. Yeah. And a job that I've never really done before, and I loved it, and it, it gave me a whole new perspective on things, mm-hmm. and it opened my eyes, and, and it gave me a break from music for yeah. the first time in my life, and it, a needed break. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was healing. It was good. And then this past year, my wife's been really encouraging me to record all these songs that I've had. Yeah. And one of my buddies in Minnesota, Minneapolis, who we recorded with back when we were the least of these. Yeah. So we did an uh, album with uh, this producer who did the record with me, Aaron Ankrum, as well as Joel Hansen from a band called PFR back in the okay. day. They rocked. Uh, they're up in Minneapolis, and they both reached out to me. They're like, well, uh, you want to do some music with us? Right as my wife was pushing me to do some music mm. on my own. So I went up there for a few different trips, recorded a song at a time, never intending to do a full album. Yeah. And then lo and behold, this past spring, I was leaving church and one of my students' parents came up to me and they were just talking to me about music and everything. And they're like, well, why don't you release anything? And I said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just, uh, some insecurities, you know? Yeah. They're my songs and I've never released anything solo. It's always been with a band and collaborative. And he just gently put his hand on my shoulder and he said, I think you need to get over that. Hmm. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. So the next morning, I made a website and I made a Facebook page and I said, "New album coming out this summer. Pre-order it now." And I only had three songs done and mm. recorded. And so over the rest of the spring, I recorded seven more songs, finished the album, and I released it July fifth. Now that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I'm listening to you say, you know, part of the reason I didn't release this because I have some insecurities. I'm looking at like. You're you. I mean, come on. I mean, you you you've played the big stages, and you and, and yeah. you clearly have talent for God. And you're talking about insecurity. Yeah, that that kind of, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a very 
uh, deceiving thing sometimes. It's very hidden in a lot of people. I realized one thing I learned on the road um, that's always stuck with me was everybody has their insecurities. Yeah. And, and a lot of people who get out there on stage are the biggest ones. Mm. But we, we've we learned to not, not hide it. I don't want to say hide yeah. it because it's not like we're trying to be deceptive. But we've learned to either embrace it in our songwriting yeah. or we've learned to kind of just you know what, not now, and push it aside mm. and walk out on stage and do our job. Right. Um, so, because my brother and I are both very candid about that. We're like, yeah, yeah we're super insecure about some mm. things. I know I'm not the greatest guitar player. I know I'm not the greatest singer, yet that's what I do for a living. Yeah. And especially when you're out on the road and you meet these guitar players, you're like, yeah, you are actually a really great guitar player. Mm. You can really sing. Um, you hear their voices and they're playing, and you're like, okay, well, I'm just me. Yeah. Um, but God gives us all gifts in different right. facets for different reasons. And so that's what I, I loved about youth ministry is I got to pour into students in that way. Because teenagers, like, they either have the opportunity at that stage in their life to barrel through the insecurities. And you're like, yeah. you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do this because I love it. Right. Or they can allow that insecurity to just weigh them down and then they never even try yeah. until it's too late. And I never want to see that happen in anybody's life. And it was encouraging that uh, that same father after church, as well as my wife, they're both just like, Josh, get over it. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> do right. the work. And and see how the Lord's going to use mm. it. So Now, I'm not a musician. Yeah. Though there's a banjo in this room. <laughs> it has sat there for a little while. It's not being played much. But it, you know, I, I'm a preacher. Yeah. That's what I do. And I'll tell you, insecurity is a huge thing for me. Yeah. Getting up before a congregation and I have to preach to them the word of God. That's a huge deal for me. And I, I don't feel confident. I don't feel, but, uh, and I, I wonder if, if there's some similarity here. There comes a point where the message I'm preaching simply has to come up. Yes. And, uh, you know, I feel empowered by the spirit to do what I, I could not do. I, I am not a people person. Yeah. I don't relish the spotlight, yeah. but I get up there and I feel empowered by the Spirit and I, and I become overwhelmed with this, the people in this group need to hear this. Yes. And if I'm going to be the, the jar of clay, the, the vessel of clay uh, that, that we see in Corinthians, yeah. that God can just use that and overcome my security, yeah. my, my insecurity, excuse me, to deliver that message. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like you quoted Corinthians, like Paul stated there, like his power is made perfect in our weakness. Right. And so what we were talking about, we did a school of worship at church this, uh, this week. And just this morning, we were talking to our students about how you get up there and you bring everything you can to the table. It's yeah. not like you come and be like, all right, well, God, I didn't practice, but here, use me. Yeah, right, no, right. you bring your excellence to the table. And then you say, all right, God, here is everything I have. Yeah. Use it as you will. And he does. Mm. And it's so refreshing because everything I have is sometimes not very much. Right. And yet he still makes his power perfect in that not very much. Right. And that's that's exactly what God wants to do. You know, yeah. Again, going back to First Corinthians, that it's through the foolishness of preaching. Your first preaching is foolishness. Right. And it, it, it's not through the messenger. It's the message itself that yeah. God uses and God blesses and... God wants to show himself powerful through yes. this. And so in that sense, God uses that insecurity. And that's, in that sense, I think that insecurity is a bonus. It's a yeah. good thing because when I walk away, uh, when I walk down from the, the pulpit or whatever, 
whatever happened, I know it wasn't me. Yeah. It, it wasn't my... Now, I, I put in the time to study, and I put in the time to, to even practice some delivery, mm-hmm. but I know it was the Spirit that if this... if if God used this in any way, it's because of His Spirit. I was just the, the conduit, the, the yeah. channel through which He used. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we get to be a part of that. Yeah. You know? it's, it's incredible. He's already doing the work. We just get to be a part of it. <laughs> so let's talk about this album right here. Yeah. And you just brought me a hard copy. And I yeah. Said, I think. That's why I do this podcast, is to get free stuff. <laughs> That's really the, the major reason. I got to start a podcast. I do this. <laughs> oh, it's great. You get free books and everything. And yes. You get to talk to people that are smarter than yourself. Uh, awesome. Amen. <laughs> so this this album, yeah. I'm, I'm curious about the title itself. It, it yeah. seems to harken back to uh, the old days of, of records and vinyl. So the A-sides and the B-sides, how did yeah. that title come about? Yeah, so if you if you flip over to the back, you'll see that the A-sides and the B-sides yeah. are cassette tapes. So I'm, cassette tapes, yeah, I'm a child of the 80s and the 90s. I did, so did you have the mixtapes? I did. Okay, good. I made mixtapes off of my favorite songs on the radio and off of my favorite CDs. Um but I also love vinyl and everything. And yeah. what I love about cassettes and vinyl is it's a project that you listen to start to finish. Yeah. And you get the whole story of what the artist is trying to get across. Yeah. And the A-sides and the B-sides, how, um, how I originally set out to do it and, and what I hope comes across here in this project is I want to share the A-sides and the B-sides of life. The good, mm. the bad, and the ugly. The psalms that are declaring God's goodness throughout start to finish yeah. and the songs the psalms that start with my God my God why have you forsaken right. me oh but the Lord is faithful and yeah. there is hope in your name you know like the yeah. contrast of the a side and the b side of mm. our life um, so it opens with a song called how sweet the sound and it, it's a it's a takeoff of the song that I did with citizen way yeah but I, I wrote a new version of it mm. and just declaring I kind of call it part two yeah. of how sweet the sound how it's because um, you are good yeah mm. I'm walking through a valley maybe right now but you are good mm. um, and it's I, I hearken that line kind of from the C.S. Lewis quote about uh, Aslan when the kids yeah. ask about Aslan the lion they say is he safe and he says no but he's good yeah and the older I get the more I'm learning that God is not a safe God right and he's the older I get he's calling in, me into more and more unsafe territory mm. and I'm realizing that everywhere he calls me to is good. Yeah. It's so fruitful. And even though where I may be walking to may seem like a valley and desolate, what he's able to turn it into because he's using my weakness and making his power perfect in it is a fruitful land yeah. where his His gospel and his love and his name is being known. So A side to B side, you've got yourself 10 songs that declare the honesty of what my heart and my mind might be feeling um, paired with the honesty of how good and faithful he always is. Yeah. Um, Even with the last song, it's called Shadow Side. Which is my favorite song. Oh, thank you. Uh, It's one of mine too. Um, The, you've been with me from the start following. This idea of like, although you have my heart, it's not beating. How many times have I given God my heart and then... And then I walk away, and he still has my heart, yeah. yes, but how many times am I asleep in the light, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he's calling me out. He's like, wake up, O oh sleeper, rise from the right. dead, and let me shine on you. And let me turn that shadow mm. into my light. Yeah. Or, or the idea of, like, you're reminding me that I've been made holy. Right. And in that, I no longer have to 
you know, wallow in my insecurities. Or as I read, even Timothy Keller said this morning, talking about um, Psalm 22, that we don't need any longer wallow in our unaccomplishments or our our lack of accomplishments, really. We can rest in what he's always and already done. It's kind of the art of the Sabbath. Yeah. We take a Sabbath not so that God can just be like, stop working. No, he says, stop working so that you can remember that it's already been done. Yeah. You don't need to work on the accomplishments anymore. You can rest in the ones that I've right. already made done. And uh, so that's uh, that's kind of that album in a nutshell yeah. of the, the meaning behind Tell it. Tell me, my, my second favorite song on the album is Roses. Tell me yes. a little about how that came to be. Yeah, so I wrote that song about being a dad. Um, it was 2015. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote. Yeah, I was, and I was uh, reaching the point of wondering if it was if it was right for me to be traveling anymore. Um, right for me. Now, that being said, I love that my brother's still out on the road. Yeah. I love that he and David and Daniel... I'm glad he can be a pagan. Yes. And then you, no, just <laughs> well, I'm... I'm and and, and he, he's able to make it work, and yeah. he does it really well, and he's an incredible dad, and they just had a baby, and, and he's he's learning that balance of em, and ebb of flow of having a newborn and traveling. Um, and I just pray blessings over him as he does that. But what God was calling me to was stepping away from the road because I did need to be a better father than I was able to be. And I did need to be a better husband than I was able to be. And honestly, I longed for a home church to be a part of rather than traveling night after night, changing my home church and meeting people and then never seeing them again. Hmm. So that song Roses is talking about that kind of season in my life where I was starting to realize this is what I shouldn't be doing anymore. And my daughter was a year old, and um, I was singing this song in, in the, my living room, and it came to me in 15 minutes. Hmm. Um, now, granted, it was over the process of months of kind of toiling right. through these thoughts, but then when I sat down to write it, I just came out with the, the cliche term, stop and smell the roses. And then I, I turned it on its ear a little bit, and that's what I've always heard. But I never do that. Yeah. I never stop and yeah. smell the roses. And then thinking, like, what would happen if I actually did? What would happen if I actually took Sabbath rest? What would happen if I actually focused more on my family yeah. than my accomplishments? Hmm. And so I, I finished that song and, and trying to rest in the idea of, like, not spending more nights looking forward to the future, yeah. but resting in that evening. Right. Even sometimes the dark nights of the soul that we might be going through, the valleys, resting in those and saying, all right, God, what is it that you have for me yeah. here? Rather than always being like, I can't wait till this month's over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> See, all my life, I've always been waiting for the next thing. Yeah. Everything I've looked at as a stepping stone to something else. And even now, it, it, that, that temptation, okay, where am I going? I'm kind of a goal-oriented kind of guy. And I was listening to this song mm-hmm. in, in the van with our kids. And... It just kind of like smacked me in the face. Mm. My kids are growing up. I'm not going to have this time with them. Yeah. And this is a very precious time. I'm finally in a place where I am settled in. I believe this is where God wants me to be. And there was something that just kind of spoke to me. Just like, you know what? Stop. Yeah. Stop. Be in this moment. You are in this van with these kids, with this family, with this wife. Yeah. This is this is your ministry. This is... There's, don't think ahead. Yeah. This is what I want you to be doing. Yeah. And it was just... It was a great reminder. <laughs> oh, well, I'm really glad because I, I still need that reminder every time oh, I yeah. sing it, especially because my wife sings with me a lot when I perform these live. 
and it's super convicting because mm. she's sitting next to me and she knows how bad I am at slowing yeah. down. And yet she's singing these words with me. And See, that's why I hate, <laughs> I hate when my wife comes with me to, when I'm preaching somewhere because yeah. she knows if I'm going to live up to this. <laughs> she knows that she, she just like wave her finger like, no, no, no. I know. <laughs> well, when people ever ask, they're like, do you ever get angry? Because I, I have this... Um, the stigma about me for being just a nice guy. Yeah. And they're like, you probably never get angry. Even my youth kids would tell me that all the time. They're like, you never raise your voice. You never get angry. I was like, oh, just ask my wife. Yeah. Every time I'm like, no, just ask my wife. Are you like, are you really this nice? I was like, ask my wife, mm. you know? Um, but at, the more I also perform Rose's Live. So it started out being a song as as the father yeah. to my daughter, the more I sing it live, the more I'm realizing there's like, this is also an ode to my father, my mm. heavenly father. Um, I have a great dad here on this earth, but my heavenly father, it's an ode to him of, I don't want to spend one more night waiting for tomorrow or the rest of my life. I just want to be right here yeah. with you. As David cried, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Right. You know, I would even wish to sit right outside your gate. Yeah than be anywhere else in this world if I can just be in your presence. Mm. And it's just a, a great solid reminder to just slow the heck down. Yeah. Stop striving. Um, in the quote of my one of my favorite songs by Amy Grant and James Taylor, mm. oddly enough, the chorus just says, don't try so hard. Mm. In the sense of, like, yes, do your best. Stop trying to be somebody you're not yeah. and rest in the fact that I'm a son who is loved by his dad. Yeah. And if I'm being a father to my kids, what I really want from them is to just be my daughter, to be my son. Yeah. I have two girls and a boy now. And what I relish in is those moments or where they just run up to me and say, Daddy, and they just want yeah. me to hold them. Yeah. If for no other reason than just because they're glad that I'm here. Right. And I know that our Father in Heaven feels the same way. He just wants me to enjoy Him. I was, I was just telling my that. wife, Jill, yeah. uh, one of the thrills I have with, uh, with our kids, little Devante's just turned three. Yes, you know, some, some speaking delays, but sure. the kid communicates. <laughs> yeah. And... I love, there, there's nothing more I love when he runs up and, da 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 and he just wants to tell me something. Yeah. He, he's inviting me into his life, and it's just like, it's the ultimate compliment, because he's like, this kid loves me, and he yeah. wants to include me in yeah. whatever thing he just found astounding. And it's just, yeah. wow. Yeah. You know, wow. Imagine, I, I like to think of God in that way. Yeah. Because I, I don't believe it's false. He tells us to cast all yeah. what your cares on us. I care for you. Yeah. I want to hear this stuff. Yeah. What are you interested in? Yeah. And uh, it just says, I'm thankful that he allows us to be a part of what he's already doing. He and wants imagine to be if we had that relationship with God to where it's less, I'm going to get in trouble for this, <laughs> where it's less theological and more relational. Yeah. Where I'm not just coming to him, okay, Lord, here's the, uh, the, the daily laundry list of prayers I've got, but God, this excites me. I want to tell you about it. Yeah. I, I really, you know, we're called a friend of God in Scripture. Mm -hmm. And imagine if that were true in our lives. Right. You know, yeah. if we had that much of a relationship with God where we can talk to Him, not just about here's what I need or here's what I want or I want to praise you for this, but I just want to tell you what happened today. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, wow. Well, and theologically speaking, it's it's fun when we get to be the friend of God because He yeah. told His disciples the same thing. He's like, right. He's going to share the mysteries. Yeah, the Father to those who are close to Him. Right. And because that's what you do with friends. You share the secrets. Yeah. You share the mysteries. And the more I study the Bible, the older I get, the more I'm diving in and 
discovering more mysteries and realizing how little I knew. Right. And how little I will always know. Yeah. Because he's always going to have re- mysteries to reveal to us yeah. and probably to the end of forever. You know, like, And that's, that's the great thing with God. You know, you, you look at Ephesians and you wonder, how, what is the depth and the height and the breadth? Well, the, I tell my students, my theology students, the great thing about theology is the deeper you get, mm-hmm. you realize the deeper there is more to go. Yeah. You know, you're not, you can look at me as, as the Bible teacher, and I just had lunch with a pastor today who knows far more than I do. And I think, I tell my kids, all right, I've been in church pretty much all of my life. Yeah. You think about how many Sundays I've been in church, how many sermons, thousands upon thousands of sermons. I cannot tell you how many times I've read my Bible through. I can't tell you how many times, how many, I mean, look over here, all these books over here I've yeah. read. And I don't know, my, my depth of God is so shallow. You know, if this were any other subject, right? I feel like I would be the leading expert on this, or Shakespeare, or something, or, <laughs> or economics. But that's that's the wonder there is. God, there's so much more. Oh, so much. It's like Bono said. He's like, the more you learn, the less you know. Yeah. And uh, and I, I believe he was talking about God. Hmm. Um, and yeah, and that's what's. I don't know, man. To have a dad who cares that much for us and desires for us to dig deeper, and then. Because he knows that there's an endless supply. Yeah. I mean, he tells us time and time again, come to me while right. you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you a rest. And, and if, you, if you drink from the well that I have for you, yeah. you'll never go thirsty again. Right. And, and time and time again in Scripture, he's pouring out to us. He's like, listen, don't go to the other things. I'm right here. Yeah. I'm all you need. That won't satisfy. Right. I will. Um, and so I, like, I, I don't think I even portrayed any anywhere near to all of that in that song roses um started out being a simple song to my girl and then uh it's amazing seeing where god takes the songs that we have and and, and the stories of those songs and like we've been saying this whole time we get to be a part of what he's already doing for example with how sweet the sound ben and i were on tour with mercy me and we were playing uh some church in you said that so casually and oh man that was a that was a blast. But um, great guys, too. We, uh, we were in Iowa or South Dakota, somewhere over there in the Midwest. And we were playing a show at a church that night. And a young girl comes up to our merch table after the show. And she, she said, I, I, I wasn't going to come tonight. I didn't even know you guys existed. I don't even know who Mercy Me was. Um, she said, today I was going to end my life. I came home from school. I was planning it. I was going to end my life. She didn't go into any more detail than that. She just said, but when, as I was preparing to do that, um, I just, I felt the inkling to turn on the radio. I wanted music in the background. And I turned on the radio and I don't know why it was on the dial it was on, but it turned out to be your song that you sang tonight, How Sweet the Sound. And I heard those words and she said, it stopped me dead in my tracks. And then the song finished and the DJ said, and that band's going to be here tonight at such and such a church. So she said she bought a ticket online, came straight to the mm. church, and gave her life to Christ that night. Wow. And I didn't have any part of yeah. that other than I wrote a song back in 2014 because I needed to hear it. Yeah. And then my brother heard me singing. He's like, we need to make that into something. Let's do this song. Mm. And then it ends up on a record. And... Lo and behold, in 2014, some girl hears it in Iowa or South Dakota who's about to end her own life, and the Lord speaks to her through that. Yeah. And 
I'm just thankful to be a part of what he's already doing. And he allows us to use our gifts in the process. And not just our gifts, but things we enjoy doing. If you enjoy teaching and I enjoy doing songwriting, he's given us outlets to do that for his glory. And man, I'm thankful for that. Well, we are out of time, but tell us, where do we buy this album? So you can buy the album right now. um, It's not on streaming services yet because I'm trying to be really uh, smart with how I do that. Yeah. But right now, it's just available on CD, vinyl, and digital download at joshcalhoun.com. J-O-S-H-C-A-L-H-O-U-N. And we'll have that link on our website. But let me ask you. Okay, I'm not very smart when it comes to music. Do people still build, still buy vinyl records? <laughs> or is it more of like a collector's yeah. item? It, it's, it's very much a collector's item. But okay. at the same point, it's, it's coming back for the youth. Really? The youth and young adults are buying vinyl. Huh. Um, I've been collecting them for about a decade. And so I love it, but a lot of the younger folk are listening to it because they're going back to listening to a full record. Hmm. I think they're tired. They grew up on singles. Yeah. They're tired of singles. They want to hear what we grew up on with full-length albums. Hmm. Interesting. So, Vinyl yeah. records are coming back. Yeah. All I can picture is uh, you know a DJ in a in a club somewhere scratching yeah. records, but that that's that's just me. I hear cassettes right. <laughs> might be coming back too, but hey, I don't wow. know. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what is going on here? You know. At some point, I'm going to be cool again. I know. keep going back in time. Okay, no, that, 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 maybe that's a stretch. But all right, Josh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Kevin. And again, I hope you'll buy the album again, The A-Sides and The B-Sides by Josh Calhoun. We'll have a link to that on the website. So don't forget to check us out on our website, uh, www.basicbiblepodcast.org, and at Twitter and Instagram, at Basic Bible Cast. So until next time, have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.